Old Gold Club. Powered by Blythe Group. With Mikey Burrows and Chris Iwalumo. Uh, so hello there and welcome to the old gold club um i'm mikey burrows uh i have damaged my voice shouting very loudly at football matches mainly at adama traore uh being sighed down by different opponents uh so i can't speak properly um which means that unfortunately chris Willemo is gonna have to do most of the talking on this christmas well yeah you know you like yeah. to you like to chill yeah, I mean- you know what, just use Siri like you've been Well, I do have a, a voice app, which I can potentially... My voice sounds so, like, weak, doesn't it? I sound so weedy at the minute. Standard, isn't it? Oh, thanks so much. You've done a lot of work, though, haven't you? I, 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 I really haven't. I really yeah, haven't. You've done a lot of games. I've done a, well, I've done a lot of games. It's not a lot of work. <laughs> I've done a lot of games. Um, hello, welcome to the Christmas special, by the way. Um, Kevin Foley is with us. We thought we'd uh, get a little Christmas elf in to help us celebrate... Uh, the this festive time of year um, and also because uh, it's a sp- kind of a special episode because um, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for Kevin Foley that's very oh. true glad he's brought that up Kev I saw him actually things to... yeah I've done the pilot didn't I what was it about a year, year you got us over ago? the line Kev you got, got us over the line so I get a call from Mikey we're, we're thinking of this new podcast thing and I'm like okay a, we want you to um, do the pilot I'm like great so I meet you and Looms. Where did we? Where did we? It was at Stoke Signal that's Radio. Right it was yeah, it was because just think before the Stoke. They had a pre-season Wolves match. match that's yeah. correct. Yep. Went there, met Mikey, um, Looms. Done a. We done a nice little quiz in there, didn't we? And smashed uh, it, didn't you? Mate, I loved it. Loved the podcast. Anyway, it's, it's not been heard of. It took is off. It? It took off. You are a hero. I'm a hero. Yeah, but <laughs> anyway, so people were saying, people have been saying to me, "Are you going to um, do one of them?" Uh, podcast because they're really good and I'm like mate I've done the first ever one but they just used and abused me and they never put it out there don't see the <laughs> oh well you can okay because Josh and Yanni are involved yeah, in that they're, they're, as well yeah they're part of this as well they're part of this I mean it is Christmas we should reference the fact that um it's not just me and Looms that do this podcast uh Josh does all the video stuff uh, working between the cameras Yanni sets all the cameras up and does all the sound um we hear them and we mention them quite a lot in these podcasts um, so they do deserve some credit. Yeah. Some credit. They also, they also get a little bit comfortable as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think the the kind of topics of certain conversations, you know, there's there's a thing called respect. And it's, you know, yeah, it is. It's respect. You know, you respect your elders. You respect people that have, uh, yeah, I've, I've done okay. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of went out the window a little bit. You know? I've done okay. I think the two of you... At some point, we're going to get you, we'll sit you all at the table, and we'll have a proper conversation like, like men, you know? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Michael? Michael's new voice. <clears throat> um, it is true, though, that we uh, recorded in some random studios that Loom set up for us in Stoke ahead of a pre-season game. Um, and oh, it, so I'll just have to stop. Random studio? We're in, a, we're in a little room that's freezing cold, and I, I got us in an actual studio. 
What do you mean, some random studio? It was, it was a random studio. What else did you want it to be? Because uh, that we turned up, we turned up with loads of camera gear, and they clearly didn't know that we were coming. I we, we organised it together, my friend. We didn't. You organised it through a, a certain Mister Sergeant. You organised it through your mate. Um, but anyway, yeah, and uh, it we used it to kind of send round to potential sponsors to get people on board, and then I think. I think I'm right in saying, Josh, that we kind of put the audio out as like a pilot um, for a little period on iTunes, but then we kind of took it down. Ah, oh, see, see what this is what I mean. Took well, it down. Well, because there was a lot of stuff that happened in the pilot that we very quickly realised didn't work <laughs> at all. So there was a quiz element. Well, the that, quiz was I was on fire in the quiz. It was only you and Carl Ikemi ever took that quiz, and Keems did so badly on it that uh, we immediately dropped it after the first yeah, episode. Yeah, that don't surprise me. So technically, you are the reigning champion. Yeah, you set I'll the bar, Kev. You set the bar, mate. I'll tell you that. Retire on that one. <clears throat> there was also, though, a big part of that podcast that I'm. It's a shame that people haven't heard it confession. because, yeah, you made a big confession. Did I? No, it was me. Go on. I made the big confession. Was it you that cheated him? To Kev, yeah. Oh, yeah. That yes. was... Are you, are you okay? I remember I know you're Ill, I'm, I'm not okay. On. I've taken a lot yeah, of medication. Yeah, I made a confession. I've either taken not enough medication or too much. So, so, so me me and Kev, we used to do quite a lot. You know, we'd be in the gym together. We used to get... Uh, As you can tell, with my body. Yeah, yeah, you, oh, yeah ditto. <laughs> Animal. Uh, and uh, deals used to kind of... We used to get kind of monitored, didn't we? We could sleep questions and then obviously our urine samples would be done to make sure that we're hydrated on a Friday and, wasn't it yeah it was Friday, always on a Friday a make sure and anyone who was below par you see Dale's coming out with all the waters and giving them as they're warming up to make sure they're hydrated for training now we were always quite steady away you know I actually got told I was drinking too much water which is just as bad as not is being it? dehydrated yes so you've got to be careful with that so mm. it's about having like sodium based which you do you know like Ibina and things like that That's that sits in the body a little bit more so Kev as competitive as, as sportsmen are, Kev challenged me to the let's see who can get the lowest, the lowest uh, rating on Dale's uh, urine test, the hydration test. Now some of them, we went. I think there was a bit. It went. We were even, and it was like the last, the last one of the season. So I went to the toilet and I just topped mine up with water. Disgusting. So yeah, but Outrageous. obviously yeah, it's part and parcel. And I remember Kev, you went to Selfridges and you bought me the biggest. The, a big yeah. sweetie thing, wasn't That's it? That's right, yeah. It was. Um, it went down an absolute treat. About 15 pounds, yeah, so. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was more, but okay, that saved, saved me a little bit of money yeah, then. Yeah. yeah, I'll sort you out, mate. I'll sort you out. And that was the question, the, the confession, but it was one of those things, you know, that I, I love you to I was, bits. I was, and I was shocked. I was shocked. I knew you and were it, shocked because it was it just... It hurt me a little bit as well. It was not, I've actually gone out and... I've gone out and bought them sweets. Well, you were a man of your word. Fair play, he's done me there. He's done well. He's done well and he confesses on that pilot show and I was... But then sure. nobody really heard it until now. Yeah, until now. But anyway, finally the truth is out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. As you can Are tell. Are you though? No. <laughs> Do you want the fifteen pound back? I'd rather have I'll, the sweets. I'll get you some sweets. Like a big tub of, you know the big uh, when you, strawberries. When you come back, when you come back from wherever you're going, I'll get you some okay. sweets. Yeah, big strawberries. <laughs> you know the big not Harry Bow, whatever the big five p ones. They're my favourite. Really? Like when you won the cinema giant strawberries yeah, yeah, strawberries, giant yeah strawberries. and I don't mind the ones with sugar on as well how much they are just for one I don't know but back in the day they would like when you go in the penny shop but back in the day like, what, days, what do you mean back in the day what, when I was going my to day school, your day what? when I was going to school you know you go pick a mix pick a mix you go in one p for the cola bottles sometimes like the five, space five the space p. with the powder in were like two p five p <laughs> for the strawberry five p for a strawberry 
and like the geezer um, in the my penny shop, he'd, he'd like rattle them out on the, and he'd count them one by one, because um, it was like he'd count them one by one, and while he's counting up to thirty p, like lads are like probably shoplifting down like, the side. So, counting, that's counting only with his bare fingers. That's only six. It's only six. It doesn't do take mean? long. Six. 5p a strawberry, no. 30p worth is six. Yeah, but pennies is penny sweets. Like, oh, right, so you never just had stro- you know had other sweeties. I love sweets, but my favourite. So you never said that. You just said I your favourites are strawberries, yeah, and then I've you went your 5p. Oh, right. yeah, you get it. Yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah. So wait a minute, would you get one strawberry? He'd spend uh, 25p. Do you know what? I'd probably <laughs> my budget. So you'd spend 25p on <laughs> penny sweeties and then just have no, one strawberry. Say if I got a 30p bag. So like your favourite. If I had a 30p bag, I'd probably budget 10p. <laughs> or if I was feeling really like up for it, 15p for free strawberries, and then I have 15 penny sweets, and maybe a couple of space. This weight. is the Christmas special. People on Christmas Day are listening to you two talk about how many sweets can we Looms is in tears. It's my favourite sweetie. I'm getting sex. I'm going all out. I'm spending 30 p. Yeah, uh, Why am I wasting my, my pennies on sweeties that I don't even like? I want my favourite. Why are you calling them sweeties for? Because <laughs> I'm Scottish, mate. <laughs> nah, because you can get sick of them, so you want a f- few that are like... Yeah, You're only okay. having sex. <laughs> you can't get sex. It's like a <laughs> sex job Kev. If it's your favourite, mate. If you have a hundred of them, yeah, you get sick of them. But not a- sex, mate. Matt, I can't afford it. That's five You pounds. budgeted it. Uh, are you crazy? I'm going to spend five pounds. <laughs> yeah, I've got tears on eyes. What the hell? What is going on, this mate? This has gone out of control, man. This is, what, this is why people love Kevin Foley. This is why they do it. I've, I've got to say, from the first day I met him, he's just, his humour's dry, he brings people <laughs> to tears, when he speaks, he goes out and he plays, he, he, he's a baller, he just ticks all boxes, and this is, it doesn't even mean it, this is just him, it's, it's like, it's, 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 it's not an act, it's not put on, it's unbelievable, mate. I don't know. 30p, you budget it, your favourite strawberry, you get too sick of them, what am I hearing from you, Kevin? So I ain't going to go, oh... <laughs> I'm not gonna buy six strawberries. Why? Because it's your favourite. Buy six yeah, of me. But, all then, but then it's all on. over. It's boring. It's all over. It's wanna, your favourite one. I want to go to a less favourite one. Like them. Eat like that strawberries like, if you right, want. Like looking them, forward. Like make them last. No. Oh, you know. I'm looking things. forward to my strawberries. I've had a few cola bottles. <laughs> We're spending too much time on this. Yeah. You're Sorry. Not wrong. Mike has got some editing to do. People have switched yeah, off. I'm right leaving now. all this in. People. I'm leaving it all in. The Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Merry Christmas, all. Uh, the incredible people are tuning in and go, what incredible stories did Kevin Foley tell <laughs> about the double relegations <laughs> and, and the, the bomb squad and all these things? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the fact that he didn't buy six strawberry sweets with his 30p. I mean, when was this? 1972? No, uh, like, I'd say <laughs> 1993. 93. Stroke four. No yeah. way was it 93. 94, nine, yeah, 90. Up to about 96. Yeah, 30p. Yeah. Shops in Luton I, like, cheap, I, I remember yeah. when my mum, if she was going to the shop, she'd be like, what do you want? I'd be like, oh, can I get a 45p mixture? And she'd just give me the eyes like, how dare you? You're getting a 25p or a 30. And I'd be like, okay. Why not just ask for like ten strawberries? And then Let's not. She go there. But she doesn't know how much they cost. You won't she get... did. She knows. Oh, right. I think when she went, she get a random already prepaid. Less. It's yeah. Tough, you know, tough up bringing in Sorry, later, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Can have a forty-five p mix? How dare you? You're getting twenty-five or thirty p. Yeah, exactly. That bit, that extra fifteen p was. Yeah, it's a lot. Three it's strawberries a lot worth. Exactly. A lot of money. 
And so a lot of that was the, probably the reason why the pilot never got aired anywhere. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty much, much an hour of that. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, it, was a, it was really good. And we are grateful um, to you for the part that you played in that because we didn't pay you any money to come and do that. We haven't paid anybody what? any money to do this. you paying money now? No. Oh okay. We like <laughs> this is the this is the crazy thing. We haven't paid anybody course, any money. Yeah. Why would why would you and why like why would I want to take money for this? Why you know it's why would, I don't because you why. need what you need to go. Yeah, need to but learn. this is this is about your wolves days and you know that's I love talking about them. So although he says that, but um, ever since I, I I always used to get him to come to games, <laughs> but now he's like any money in it. <laughs> Got your Only because you paid me once, and I thought, oh, yeah, oh, I this paid is, him once. This is good. I made the mistake of paying him to do the game once. This is good, and then I, I, I get the feeling that I'm the only one that just comes and does it without getting paid. I bet everyone, you know, no, Sylvan, Sylvan used to do it. What? Until he then got paid by Man United to do some games, so he won't M-U-T-B, come and do it now anymore. Yeah, yeah. Steers does game. it for free. Yeah, I do it for free. <clears throat> Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. I don't really do it a lot, though, to be fair. You yeah. you always go to other people. Well, so you, no, because it used to be right. It used to be that Foles was always available. So you'd message true, him, and he'd be true. like, "Yeah, yeah, I'd love to come and watch the game. Love to be down yeah. there." Since he's been working at the club again, he's like, "Nah, I'd rather have the weekend off." Thanks. Honestly, I work part time, but it it's turned was, into full time. No, of course, evenings, you know, unsociable <clears throat> weekends, Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings, so games. What is it you're actually doing at the club now then? Uh, so I've been since last October, um, over a year ago. I've been basically an assistant under 13 coach so obviously there's a lead coach and then I assist um so the lads train five they train on a Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Saturday and play a game on a Sunday so I'm involved in like the planning um involved in the sessions involved in um analysis after games feedback for players uh, watching videos for them is very high tech, very serious now. Way more serious than when me and you played in an yeah. academy. Yeah. Um, it's it, when I first went in, it was an eye opener, um, but now it's just part of the part of it now. I'm just used to it. Yeah, have you been thrown in as well that you've had to probably kind of take the lead as well? On yeah, yeah, I mean, occasions? yeah, I mean, like even as last week, um, the lead coach has gone away doing um, some coaching in Thailand for Wolves with another coach. And um, we had a tournament um, down in. Where did we have the tournament? Just gone blank there now. Um, anyway, so we won. Yeah, we had a tournament, um, and and we won it. Um, and, oh, yeah, it was great. It was great because it was a nine aside. We literally had eight outfield players and two goalies, and it was um, it was 120 minutes of football. So it was three 40 minutes games. So it's a lot for like 12 and 13 year olds. Yeah. <laughs> I said, look, we. I said to them, um, we're down to bare bones. I said, but sometimes when you're down to bed bones, you know, you get a better outcome. And that's what I, you've, you would have experienced yeah. it. I experienced it. The one that springs to mind is when we played Liverpool away. We won 1-0. I was playing midfield. You had Wardy up front, um, even though he was a striker originally anyway. Um, and uh, I said to the lads, listen, sometimes you can get through it. And they, they, to be fair, they responded really well. Um, the centre-back went off injured. The sub-goalie come on, played right stroke yeah. centre-back. He used to play out in field. He was fantastic, and uh, it was just great. And and I, I like that because a, a lot of the games sometimes, obviously they're friendlies, but sometimes we have the odd tournament or the odd cup game, and um, it just means a little bit more, and it's a bit more realistic. Yeah, how important is that? You know that you've had the, I guess the career that you've had, then that you've sat, you stand in front of these thirteen-year-olds and say, 
in this situation against Liverpool, like yeah. you say, that 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 puts you in a in a, in a better kind of way, isn't it? Because it's you've been there, yeah. done it, haven't you? That's yeah. what all those all those boys want to be professional footballers, yeah. don't they? I suppose, yeah. Um, I think it can be quite powerful. Um, I, I don't know. That's probably my biggest asset, I think, because I've been. Uh, I'm not a, a fantastic coach. I wouldn't say you know. I don't know everything about football. <laughs> I've got loads to learn. But what I've got is experience, and if I can pass it on some somehow or another, and, and affect a player, you know, whether it's just a tiny bit in every session. I'm not looking to try and change the world in a training session or in a match. But if it's one little bit of information, um, then and they take that on board, then great. So if we get a superstar in about four or five years' time, that'll be down to you. Nah, not sure. Um, honestly, there's there's so many people you wouldn't believe the size of the academy and how until I went in there, because I used to think like a full time coach for under 13s what's that all about? But then you go in and they're on the computers, they're preparing for games, they're organising transport for the kids, um, they're organise, they're trying to plan sessions. Um, it's it's crazy how much goes into coaching and you will will have known it you know that time when you were almost when when you were at Wolves <coughs> as well um it, 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 yeah, it's, it's yeah. tough the hours are tough um and it, it can be hard at times but it also can be rewarding as well of course we're gonna have uh, lots to get into and i just want to give people a heads up that um by the end of this podcast we are going to talk about billericke oh and we are going to try and get Kevin Foley to sing R. Kelly, just as he would no. have done in the dressing room at no, Billericke. Not happening. Um, if this goes well, then that will have happened. We had Chris Wellamo singing on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and people loved it. What were you singing? Uh, Dancing in the Moonlight, Top Water. Decent. Because he, he could have gone on Celebrity X Factor. Did you know that? What, as a... A judge. No, no. You got spectator. I never watched it. <coughs> did you? Did you watch it? No. You could have gone on it as what though? Did you what? What do, you mean? do you know? Do you, do you know what it is? Yeah, yeah. You what actually would have gone on it. I got asked yeah. <coughs> Celebrity. Yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. I don't know. Do you know, I see one celebrity pointless a couple of weekends ago. Were you? Yeah. No way. Yeah. You just—I know it's—I know it's long hours and that, but you don't do nothing else. Just coach, coach, twenty four seven. I got three kids. Mate, what's going on? I I ain't got no time. See, I was on Soccer M two weekends ago. Yeah, I did actually. Did you see that? Was did you? Was it you with a step over? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the back out. leg went. He me no, it was a dive. Oh, Should I have gone down? It's remember a, that one? Oh, he Should I have gone down? Yeah. To actually tell that story. That's a great yeah, story. You, you tell it. You tell no, it. You tell he's it. told tell that it, story about a okay, hundred yeah. times on this podcast. It was funny. It was funny. <coughs> I actually haven't. It was Kev that brought that up on the pilot. No, you have told that story quite a few times. Chef United. It was. It was Sheffield United, and he ran into the corner. But he took the goalie on. Paddy Kenny. Paddy Kenny's come out. Took me out. Really tight angle, took you out, stayed on your feet and scored. Ran to the corner, we all ran over and we were like buzzing. And then he's gone, Should I have gone down? <laughs> we were like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, Everyone that's quiet, it, that's quiet, it. quiet. And I was just like, Wait, Should I have went down? <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, You've just scored. Why would you have gone down? Why does it even matter now? <laughs> but it was funny at the time. We were like, What's Pretty he doing? Cool that was about a piece, wasn't it? Yeah, well, this is what you did on Soccer Emma. Absolute pace. Yeah, it's a penalty kick. Talk to him about that. It's penalty no, kick. They keep they keep us right. We it, we added each other on on Instagram and the DM. He says you've dived. I went, mate. 
I see it's a, it's a red card. It's not even it's not even double. Well, it is. You, I know you wouldn't get it double jeopardy and all that, but still. Penalty oh, kick. No, How far know. did you get on that game? What I, game I haven't it? seen it all. What game? Because you have to do like a penalty, you a one on one, you do them all, a volley. You, do them all, you, you went down kick. in installments on, on that one. Yeah, you went down. The free kicks let me down, but everything else, fire. Did they gamble at the end? Crossbar, boom. So or did you do crossbar? Oh, come on, mate. I've done it all. Mate, played for 20 years. You can't do that. Simple things like that. The free kick one, no. <laughs> free kick one was. It's not my game, though, Kev, is it? Free kick. Free kick. Hitting the crossbar you was your what? game. I tell you. I tell you. Tell me once when I hit the crossbar at Wolves, if that's my game. I don't know, that's Lose. what you said. You Lose. said that's my game. I, oh, come on. I, it's, it was the target, it's the crossbar, you hit the target. Don't try and come all smart, all right? Get Siri on. I'll tell you what wasn't your game. Do you remember your first session in um, Scotland? Oh, mate, I'm trained stiff, on, mate. mate. Come on, have so you we, seen the surface? The surface. I was dodging, I was dodging. You've got to remember, I have chocolate ankles, never mind talking about mate. my knees. I was like, I was Listen. doing that little tip. You know, remember, remember uh, in uh, Jerry Maguire when he. When he's done the try at the end, he's doing the little snowdrop things. Remember, that was me trying to Listen, we done this on. keep ball in a tight area. The pitch, it was rock hard. And um, we just signed Looms. Big lad, we're thinking, big strike, he's got a bit. And you know, like every time a new signing comes in, you think, oh, everyone's watching him here. Oh, it was t- <laughs> talk about touch tackle. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but Mick. Gaffer, the gaffer was on, and yeah. he said the exact. He brought that up. He says, "We're just saying I've known, I've known Looms. Yeah. I wanted, I'm delighted yeah. we got him." And he said he brought that. He says he trained, he came in, he was marking me. He's going, "Oh, I'll leave it on." And he says, oh. <laughs> he thought he did. Mate McCarthy said he thought he'd made a mistake when he saw him training <laughs> for the know first what? time. He, he thought it was another Meerhofer. <laughs> oh, 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 tell you what, because that was. Look at the faces around I, the room. Oh my god! Can I tell a little story? Supposed to be Christmas. I still, I sorry, can't He was a good lad. He was. I still speak to the big man, right? And uh, yeah. yeah, he's Instagram. Let's get him yeah, on the pod. Oh, you're gonna pay to get him over then. Well, I mean, we haven't paid anybody, but if he wants yeah, to come over, we'll he, get him to a game. He'll love he's it. A, yeah, he's. A, there might be a few, a few people in the crowd who would love it as well. Because me and you were doing our, our weights thing, yeah. weren't we? And I went, out, I went out to Bristol City on loan. <laughs> so I had a month at Bristol City. Uh, Mick McCarthy says, look, we want you to come back, but it's up to you if you want to stay there. for." And uh, I remember Gary Johnson took me into the office and he's went, and he's, I thought, I wanted to come back. Right, I loved my time at Bristol City, but I wanted to come back. And he says, uh, I says, look, Gaffer, I says, big my offer, what a player. I went, different classes, he's just... Like, let's just like I'll go back and Wolves will allow you him to come out and he says well, well I need to have a look at him I says go Google his name remember his video oh my god I'd have, I'd have, I'd have spent a couple of million after yeah. I seen him so anyway goes to Bristol City <laughs> <laughs> I've come back second game they put him in goals <laughs> They got the keeper sent off, boom, straight in goals. No. I don't think he played. No. I don't think he played. No. But uh, what a guy. He's yeah, lovely, wasn't great he? Great guy, honestly. Great we guy. had, uh, I think on his second training session, <laughs> we were playing a little possession game and he's he's done some trick, but it's taken, taken him out of the possession box Yeah. and he's still dribbling. He's still <laughs> dribbling, mate. But he's going, he's going away from the box and we're all, and I remember PC and He's sprinting away with the ball and people, people are just watching him go and he's like doing little things and that. He wasn't even in the possession box, oh, mate. mate. Done all right in his first game though, didn't he? He scored, didn't he? He scored in his first game? He's going to get sent up. Was it, was it, uh, they scored, was it United? Did they not come in before we got played United or something? Oh, I can't remember. Do you know what the gaffer used to do? Like, whenever he signed anyone, I don't know if he'd done it to you, but say he signed uh, Meerhofer, 
he would then, the session would just be based around Mirhofer. So we'd be lumping balls up to him, see if he can win it in the air. You'd have Christoph Berra, you'd have Jody Craddock, headbutt in the back of his head. And then Mick would just quickly make a judgment yeah. off that session. Or if you're a fullback, he'd get Java running at you. Right, let's see what he's got. And you'd be like, oh my God, what, what, have, I, what have I done here? It's good management. Yeah, it? yeah. He wants, he wants to test you straight away. He wants yeah. to find you out. I mean, arguably, some would say that he wanted to find out what you were like before they signed you. Well, you can't probably, you can't, couldn't get him. Come in here and just see if you can head of these balls and then we'll decide if we can sign you. But, um, nah, I mean, obviously, he just wants to, and if you can't do what he wants you to do, he, he makes it known that, right, you need to get better at that very quickly, whatever it is, whether you're defending or passing, well, I don't know. Just the way he was. Yeah, well, seen that. Look at what Mick thought up in Dundee with myself. I know Silve and Keogh started that first game way down at Plymouth. But I was straight in after that. Do you think that's because you were rubbish in training? No, no, because I scored nah, nah. I scored a hat-trick the last game against Kilmarnock. I got I got a hat-trick or two goals, it was. You know, I was up in Scotland as well. It was pre-season <clears throat> though, wasn't it? it was, um, yeah, but it was. And also, wasn't that the pre-season that you went out and got hammered? With yeah, well, that, yeah, was the, that was the done... No, but the staff never knew about that. That never came. I scored... I scored, I scored hammered. I, I scored, Absolutely hammered, by the way. I, scored, I was carrying him. Look at the size of me compared to him. But I scored my three goals against Kilmarnock three days after that night out. I scored my three goals. We beat Kilmarnock 3-1 oh. or 3-0. Oh, I've done this. And I got my hat I've done that. <laughs> so... Yeah, so it was it never. In fact, that was a story that came out <laughs> on the pilot. What the, the fact that didn't you have to get like one of those luggage? Um, no, I took yeah, Carla 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 that was another one. But there was a. Um, oh, was that Kings? Push you, like push me to my room. So, so we've we've oh. we've we've gone out and uh, we're like right, Gaffer's let us out and end of preseason. So I've Not sorted out. it all in Edinburgh. I've yeah, big man sorted out, and um, he's like right. So normally you do a tip, uh, 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 okay. a whip, a kitty. So normally, what is it? Twenty pound in the kitty. Big man comes in, right, lads? Just signed a new deal, Wolves. Fifty pound in the kitty. We're all out. Fifty. Fifty pound ahead. I swear to you, the tip, the tip, the bar, the bartender got was about two hundred and fifty quid, wasn't it? it was ridiculous. Wait, there was a shot because he just come from Charlton, but people were saying he'd just come from Chelsea. The amount of money he wanted in the whip off everyone. We were like, listen, I know I never, you've signed a I new deal. I never got to enjoy it, Kev. Did I? <laughs> you didn't, because I, I was. It killed me because I think you ever, were losing money. Yeah. Well, everyone, everyone got into the club, except for obviously Looms because he couldn't walk, and me because I got left with him. He had his arm round me, and <laughs> we got gone up to the door. And the geezer's gone. Um, well, he's not coming in, uh, and you look about twelve. <laughs> 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 I was like, mate, I've got a kid at home. <laughs> I've played games in the championship. I'm not a kid. Um, but it was a good night and then you got carted off to bed or something I don't know I remember that yeah woke up the next morning in a panic still fully clothed <laughs> and I had about 125 missed calls and I remember I said Henry Henry because we had to do a weight session oh yeah and uh, he's called up reception got his Weetabix brought eating that and Weird, in between each session I was going out and being sick and coming back in and doing it yeah, yeah it was, good uh, times good times yeah he still looks about 12 though doesn't he, he? does yeah, yeah, he yeah. Just, like, I've just got some grey hair coming on the side but it's weird though because you genuinely haven't aged at all. Even your yeah. hair is pretty much the same as you had in two thousand and seven. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I've got wet looking today. You know the wet look, shockwaves wet look. So probably looks darker than it is. Did you put that on because it rained? Or it rained um, or? No, I don't know. I just it was what was there. It's what my son uses. For school. <laughs> so I thought normally I wear a woolly hat and I'll just a woolly hat. I am aware that we're getting recorded, so I think shockwaves. 
wet look, get away with whatever. Do, yeah? Huh? <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> Shockwaves. So does he have a go at you? Well, if he comes back, because I hate it. You know, what, when my when my girls what, when, when they he, squeeze a toothpaste and yeah. they squeeze it from the middle. Yeah. I just don't understand that. I don't get. It really annoys me. Yeah. So I, I have to. I have to say to them, "Can you stop doing that?" Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy you your own toothpaste. Well, you can I would, do what the hell you want me. I would annoy you then because that's what I do. Why? Explain that to me. I don't um, get, do you do you do that? <coughs> can I put it out there? I, it annoys the hell out of me. It's like you just squeeze it up, don't you? Yeah. What? But no. who just goes up? Who, who, who do, it makes no sense, Michael. You're laughing, but it makes no sense to me. My my missus does it. And I'll say, how old are you, sweetheart? I say, it's toothpaste. No. Do you know what? It's all it's all going to come out in the end, isn't it? It's true. At the end. No, you, gonna you're going to squeeze end, the life out you of like it. you like it a little bit tidy. Whether you get the top bit or the bottom. <laughs> but, you're, but you're stealing your son's gel now, so does he, does he not comment? He doesn't from... know, unless he sees a bigger he fingerprint. He doesn't know. Thing. Well, it disappears quicker than... Well, I don't know. Do you not have, do it buy your own gel? I buy my own gel. I buy his gel. So what's he going to say? So, so why are you stealing his gel then? Why, Daddy, why are you stealing the gel that you bought for me? <laughs> this is getting uh, off track, isn't it? Well, he's putting something into Siri. Here it comes. Stop it, this is hurting my voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Michael, let's carry on. Okay, uh, after all that absolute shambles, um, Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, the full show is coming in a minute after we've heard from our sponsors. <laughs> This season, the Old Gold Club and Wolves TV Matchday Live are powered by Blythe Group. An industry-leading construction company and family-run business since 1982, driving investment and infrastructure across the UK. Blythe Group's mission is to provide an unrivaled service based on innovative, bespoke building solutions and comprehensive customer support. If you're a skilled tradesperson and you want to join the team that powers our team, contact their bases in Wolverhampton, Manchester or Maidenhead via theblythegroup.co.uk. Blythe Group. Big enough to deliver, small enough to care. Welcome along to the Old Gold Club. I'm Mikey Burrows. Alongside me, as ever, is Chris Willemo. In this episode, our Christmas special, we're joined by a man who made 213 appearances over eight years, 73rd on the all-time list, scoring six goals. Welcome to the Old Gold Club, Kevin Patrick Foley. Oh, thanks for having me. Welcome, and thanks for wearing your Christmas jumper, by the way. Do you like it? Yeah, it's a good one. My wife got me that. Loomis doesn't actually properly own one at the minute. We're going to show that on the t- on the screen for everybody. Uh, Loomis doesn't actually properly own one at the minute, or he claims that he's lost it. So we found him one. I mean, look at this bad boy that Loomis is wearing. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Produced for me, haven't you? Yeah. That, that is tight as well. In between, yeah, it's large, isn't it? It's like he's like a wolf superhero. Wolf superhero outfit. Well, I've not got my hat on, but you made me want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, we wanted to get Kevin Foley back on our thing because uh, Kevin actually was part of the original uh, pilot episode that we put together of the old Gold Club that you will never have seen. Some may have heard a little bit that we put out of it, but others will never have seen it. So it was important to us to get you in for this and kind of tell your story of how things went at Wolverhampton Wanderers because... Um, it maybe didn't end in a great way, mm. but 
if we go back to the start, yeah, you played so well against Wolves that Mick McCarthy went straight out and signed you. Yeah, that that, true. Yeah, that was it really. Um, when I, I think Luton, we had a good season in the Championship, finished tenth. Then the following season, we finished second bottom, got relegated. Um, and then at the end of the season, there was a bit of speculation. Wolves were in a bit. Uh, Luton were in a bit of trouble. Wanted to sell some players, uh, and Wolves was the biggest team that were interested in me. Uh, and as soon as I, I found out, um, you know, I was, I was just itching to try and sign for Wolves. And I, I met Mick, and um, the first thing he said to me was, um, you know, I'm signing. I'm basically signing you off the back of the two games you played against us last season. Thought you were fantastic. Right, so on that, give us a, an insight then, uh, and the, the people listening to what actually goes through. You're at your 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 boyhood club, club yeah. that you've been there. You, you've served, yeah. uh, been a great servant. But then opportunity comes. Yeah. So people talk about loyalties and all this, yeah, but yeah. it doesn't come into it. It's about progressing, isn't it? A bigger club comes in, so yeah. opportunity to go on, uh, better money, of course, because financially. Yeah. It, so what what goes through your head when you go home to family, whatever yeah. it is? What what what's going on? Uh, the first thing was. Um, a, a, a bit of fear really a bit a bit of nerves because Luton I've been at Luton since the age of, ni- age of nine I grew up in the, in that town um, from nine to the age of 22 all I've known is Luton Town Football Club uh, absolutely loved it there and then I'm thinking Wolves is massive am I going to fit in um, am I going to be good enough etc so there's a little bit of fear but then once you go there and, and, and I, I met Mick on the Sunday um, and it all happened really quickly before you know it, I'm I'm training on the Monday and I'm and I'm making my debut on the Tuesday, and it was a bit of a whirlwind. Stayed in the Mount Hotel around the corner, which all the players still yeah. stay in now. Everyone stayed at the Mount, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, just just wanted to get to Wolves and wanted to do as well as I can and just try and hit the ground running. Really. So when you came in, what was the ambition of the club then? What was the main objective? Um, yeah, I think Steve Morgan had literally just bought the club about a week or two before. I think he'd just signed Jarvo as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember actually I was in the reception at the training ground and I, I knew who Steve Morgan was and he just, he just walked past me. He probably didn't have a clue. He thought I was probably a youth team player or something. Well, but he probably didn't realise he'd just bought me for some money. <laughs> um, but I think the ambition was obviously Mick wanted to buy young and hungry players and I, I think you know it was really evident that that's what he did. I think uh, everyone in that squad that season, um, no one, the only player that I believe that played in the Premier League um, was Jody, possibly, and Mickey Gray, obviously, as well. He'd come in for a season. So everyone else was like itching to play, would come from the lower leagues. Wardy and Keogh did come from Ireland. Kites had come from non league. Yep. Um, players like Jarvo, myself, Dave Edwards, all come from like League One. So um, we all had this really burning ambition to try and get to the Premier League. For me, that that was my biggest dream was to play in the Premier League and play in the World Cup. Uh, you know, thankfully I, I managed to do one, and um, yeah, it was. Um, you know, I wouldn't be sitting here today if I probably didn't play them two good games for um, for for Luton against Wolves. That, that's just the way football and life is. It's fine lines sometimes. Because uh, you were, I mean, you fitted in straight away. You were so popular that even in a promotion season, you were the fans' player of the year. Uh, yeah, I mean, wow. Like, obviously, you had Sylvan banging the goals in. You had Looms banging goals in. Um, Wardy playing unbelievable at left back, who'd, who'd gone from playing winger and striker the season before. Kite, Jarvo, Cole Henry. 
The list is endless. <laughs> so the, well, this it, is what I mean. It's so endless. How, how did you get that I, award? I don't know. I think probably the biggest thing for me was my consistency, maybe. Um, my consistency and being fit and being available. And um, just, I don't know, just just trying to do my best. Yeah, but you had everything. That's what I'm saying. You're saying consistency, like you you created goals defensively. You were sound. You know, you were you were always an outlet. You know, and I think that was the important thing. And even even the players, we knew how important you were. I know there's goals, scoring goals is probably yeah. one of the hardest things, but you you played such a massive part. And all the credit you got was it was justified. Surely, surely you you knew. Oh that- yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I felt like I, that was my best ever season. Um, so. And it, it it's nice. It, it was very nice to get noticed, um, but you know, by the fans and be appreciated by them and and people like yourself, and my teammates, and um, you know. But without my teammates, I wouldn't be able to play like that. So it, it it goes both ways. And yeah, what a season that was. You then get injured in the first Premier League. Yeah, yeah, that's right. How did you cope with that? Um, oh, it was a bit of a killer, really, because I. You, 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 your whole career is built up to trying to. Well, mine was trying to get to the Premier League. First game against West Ham. Um, that day, I'm thinking, oh my god, like, I'm going to be on match of the day tonight. Like, I'm not going to be on, I don't know, uh, some highlight show at like half twelve in the morning. Um, you know, I'm going to be. On, uh, we're playing with Nike balls. We're not playing with the the mighty balls. We're playing with prop, not proper, but you, we're just playing with Premier League footballs. Yeah. Just these little. <coughs> I've got a Premier League badge on my shoulder. Um, part of the Premier League sticker book. Yes, part of the Panini. It's not Panini, is it? What well, it used it? to be Merlin. I Merlin, think, Magic day. Merlin. Remember, you used to have them things in the back. We used to. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like <laughs> it looms to I'm going off. <laughs> He's nodding. <laughs> yeah, well, it, was like, it was like a 3D thing. Yeah, the yeah, hologram thing. The hologram, yeah. and like you talking about? You'd have to look, and you'd have to see the 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 wizard, the, the Merlin fella. Yeah. But I could never see it, but my mates could. Anyway, I'm going off topic. Um, so all these things and then yeah we, we lost 2-0 and I'd, I'd done my medial knee ligaments and um, it was a bit of a killer really and then after that that's when we started I think you had an injury as well well I got injured the first game out in Perth Australia didn't I so I'd, yeah. like you say just built up to the Premier League what yeah. every player wants to get to and it was kind of taken away from you so no matter what shape you're in it was for me it was four months without football Yeah, but it was when Kev got injured it was one of those things that we just kept on pushing ourselves yeah. you know, I think in the gym uh, I think we got out on the grass well you got in the grass a little bit sooner before yeah. I did uh, and we just kind of go from there you know but uh it is, it's it's difficult for any professional when you when you're especially at the yeah. come into the training ground you watch the boys you can just oh. watch them train as you're doing all your that was the worst it's, it's the hardest because, thing because the gym looks out onto the pitch yeah it's got massive windows and you just look out and they're doing passing drills they're doing uh, five sides they're doing games crossing finishing you think ah oh, I don't I don't want to see them having fun I just want to be out there and then and then w- what my trouble was that season was I kept trying to come back too early <coughs> kept trying and then you'd have a little setback and come back and then. Because I just, like yourself, you just want to get out there as soon as possible. Um, and then it, I don't think it was until just before maybe Christmas or November before I sort of got a run in the team again. Well, this is the thing that when you eventually did get back fit, um, Ronald Zubar mm. and Steers, yep. Richard Stearman, had kind of nailed down the right-back slot. And and you effectively were suddenly a midfielder. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I know, obviously, we signed. We know Steers' versatility, and we signed Zubo, who's an absolute athlete, up and down. Um, and then I think I come on in the Tottenham game away. We won one 0 just to shore it up in midfield. 
um, 1-1 nil. Then we had a quick game. We had another game a few days later against Man United, the big um, controversial where Mick made all the changes. So I, I started in that and I was captain, um, which was a real, real honour for me. Um, and then we lost 3-0, but we actually played really well. And, you know, we all the lads that come in that hadn't been playing actually put on a good performance. Uh, and then it was the big controversy and Mick, Mick had made changes and they were talking about going to fine him. Did they fine him in the end? I think he got a suspended fine, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, suspended fine. And then and then there was big pressure on that Burnley game the weekend after. And um, I, I was the only person in the team that kept my place then. I sort of found myself on a in a it was like a four three three stroke four five one formation. I was on the right, on the outside right, um, and I was just I was there. I'm, listen, I'm not a Java. I'm not a kite. I'm not going to take people on. But I'm going to sh- try and shore it up and try and play inside a little bit and combine with the midfielders. And I just tried to work my socks off. And you know, at times it wasn't pretty, but um, I, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed that role. And we managed to you know win that game. I think two nil. And then we went on and we were quite hard to beat. We'd lose by the odd goal, we'd win by the odd goal, we'd draw one all, draw nil-nil. And um, as far as I was concerned, I was in there to do a, a certain type of job. And, you know, we managed to stay out that season. So did you have that conversation with the gaffer then, Mick? Did you say, like, because you're a right-back, mm. I know you're, you're a good footballer so you can play a bit in yeah. it, or was it just about yeah. getting that start, no matter where yeah. it was? For me, it was never, I would never go in and say, I want to play right-back or why am I not playing right-back? For me, and I always say this, this now, I was just like a kid. I, I just wanted to play football, whether it was left back, right back, midfield, right midfield. I just really enjoyed playing football. And, um, you know, as long as I was playing, I was happy. I know people say to me, oh, why didn't you play right back? Or that sort of killed you off a little bit. But I, I don't see it like that. I, I, I really don't. And the good thing is I had a good relationship with Zuba because he was so attacking. So he'd go on the outside and I would just slot in for him. And, and vice versa so um, I really really enjoyed that season Java was the outlet down the left yep. I'd try and win things off Doyle's flick-ons and try and get involved and try and keep the ball um, it was just 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 really enjoyable so when you signed your, your contract extension 2010-2011 was that was that a no-brainer then because obviously you wanted to come you wanted to fight for your place you wanted to make it your own yeah. you still had a point to prove yeah definitely um, uh, signed a contract extension um and because I'd been skipper, I think I'd been uh, skipper for about eight games in a row, and I was re- that was super proud for me, like to be the captain of Wolves. Um, well, definitely one of the highlights of my career. And we'd gone on a quite a good run there, and I, I remember I might have had a year or maybe a year and a half left. And um, I think my agent just said, he's, "He's the captain now. You know, he's been the captain, standing captain. He's done, he's done rel- relatively well." And um, yeah, Mick, Mick, sort of, and the club offered me a deal and I, I was delighted to sign sign another contract. Do you ever feel though that the fact that, you know, a bit like Steers, that because you were versatile, that you never really got to have the run that would have defined you in that position? Um, may, yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe it was down to my personality that doesn't kick up a fuss and say, oh, I'm, if I'm going to throw my toys out of the pram, if I'm playing right midfield, I want to play right back. I'm not. I'm committed. Like I will, I will work hard, and maybe that's down to the type of person I am. I don't know. Castillas on his episode talked about the fact that when Stoller Solbacken came in and kind of said, you know, where do you want to play? Yeah. 
and he was like, I, I want to be centre half. Yeah. I, I have to be centre half. And right. they tried to get him to play right back a bit. And yeah. he was like, no, like, <laughs> okay. he needs to be centre half. Yeah. And arguably, he then goes on to have a much better Wolves career when he came back because he'd, he'd made that stand, I guess, and decided, I have a position. Yeah, I, I think it's a stance, I think, that a player should take it, in my opinion. You know, I think going out and playing and just being happy to play is is, is great. It's, it shows it shows the, the, the respect you've got for the manager and the football club. But Kevin Foley as a midfielder, as good as it is, isn't as good as Kevin Foley as a right-back who knows that position inside mm. and out. And and that's why I, can, I, I think it's a great question to ask, is that if you play right-back, captain or whatever it may be, you, you know it. You know yeah. the position. You know what you bring. You know what you, you deliver. You know, and it's being a midfielder. And like you said, that wasn't pretty at times. It was you just worked your socks off and all yeah. that. That's what you're gonna give. That's mm. what. That's why Mick can put you in that position and know what he's gonna get. But in and it's it's de- it's depending on what whatever who whoever the opponent is. What what you need. You know, like the the pace of Zubar to get up and down the energy. You brought that as well. Mm. You know, defensively, I'd say you're probably better than. Ronald, do you know? And it's, but there's certain things that a manager has to weigh up what what players can bring for every match. And Mick and TC, that's what they done. They broke it down. They tried to nullify the strengths of other teams. And having Kevin Foley in in, in midfield on the right side at Burnley, whatever it was, mm. that 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 served a purpose. But it doesn't serve your purpose. Mm. And I think every player should then go to the manager and say like. Right, I, I don't have an issue playing whatever what he play, but you know my position's right back, and I feel that I can give you more in that position, and I think that's yeah. something. And it's just one of them. It's because it's being versatile can be a negative, I think, for a lot of footballers coming up. Yeah, they can be put in this position, that position. They have to nail down a position to like make yeah, up, make a kind of legacy can, for themselves. It can definitely work both ways. And Mick, Mick always he did always say to me, "Look, I know you're a right back. I know you're a right back, um, but." I was I was doing a job at the time. Um, look at Wardy. I mean, Wardy was a striker, straight winger. Told George, wasn't it? Ipswich. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Done his done his knee in a bad way, um, and then Wardy slots in there, and wow, look at him now. Like he's still he's playing Championship. He's he's internationally. Had ex- he's yeah. had loads of appearances for Ireland. He's played in the Premier League for a few different teams. Um, it's been super. In a way, is that. Um partly to do with what then happened to that team because you had a lot of people in that squad who could play a number of kind of different positions there wasn't I, I maybe I'm speaking out of turn but from someone on the outside it was like were there enough people who were completely dominant in their position when you looked at that team and that group I'm not sure it was ever like this is the absolute best first 11 that we have is that fair or unfair? Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe it's maybe it's quite fair. Maybe it's quite fair. Um, I know that I know um, the gaffer used to chop and change a lot, you know, personnel, and a lot of people weren't happy, were they? You know, it was people didn't always play in their in their right positions. Um, but I think, like you say, when you touch on a manager, sometimes a manager looks at it and thinks, "How am I going to get the result today? How am <laughs> I going to? How am I going to?" And I, I I know that doing a bit of coaching now sometimes I just look at I know someone's going to give me a fl- bit of flair but I I know this person I know what he's cap- what what, he, what what else he's going to give me as well and you've just got to you've just got to weigh up and it's, 
whatever the gaffer does, it's for the benefit of the team. It's always for the benefit of the team. And um, that 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 group of lads, we were we were honest and hardworking. And because it's late in that first Premier League season, I'm just looking it up now. I think there were only four players who played over 30 games in the season in total, including cup games. Mm. And that was Jody Craddock, Carl Henry, uh, Matt Jarvis, and um, Kevin Doyle. Oh, Kevin Doyle. You know, that's that's kind but of that's four players that their position is sound, isn't it? They're not yeah. they're not playing anywhere else other than that the position. And that's what I'm saying to you. Yeah, five Christoph Barrier. Yeah, and so that's five. where so so the gaffer will, will think right, okay, I know what I'm going to get from Jody, Christoph, Doyler. Carl uh, Henry, so that's a that's a core right there, isn't it? And then right, we'll put now consistency around them, good footballers, good energy, and just try and grind out the result, you know. And that's it's good management because the gaffer knows he's going to go to you and say, right, I know you're a right back, but I know that you're going to deliver yeah. in this position. I know you can do a job yeah. and nullify the threat or do whatever. Yeah, it, yeah. And that's that it comes down to as a coach, you've just said yourself. Sometimes you'll go for consistency over a flare, yeah. Because, but then sometimes that flare can come on and get exactly. you. Exactly, and that's yeah. it's just management. That's yeah. what it's down to. And I think you can see by the stats here. That's what Mick done. Mm. He's got good, honest players that he brought together, hungry players that took Wolves to that level, yeah, and stayed there, yeah. Because because they they delivered as a united group as a collective. They knew how to go over the line. Well, the, I guess the biggest problem then is that. The team didn't stay there. Yeah, yeah. In the end, yeah. It's. Uh, I think actually the second season of Premier League. I think we, even though we stayed up on the last day, I felt that we played better. Um, and I remember Mick always at the start of the season. I, I think we were there or thereabouts near the relegation. And but I felt like we were playing a lot more passing football. Um, and I remember we'd come in after a game we might lose, and Mick would always be like. We, we're going to be all right, lads. We'll be all right. And I, I believed it. And I, a lot of the lads believed it. And he said, let's keep playing. We'll keep doing what we're doing. Um, and listen, as the season went on, we started to pick up more points. And uh, yeah, we stayed up last day. That was that was probably one of the what craziest went wrong, days. Kev? What went wrong for that season <laughs> that Wolves came down? The the third season. Yeah, I mean, you were injured for a lot uh, part of it, weren't you? Personally, for me, um, I'd, I played probably, I don't know how many games I've played, 20. Um, I wasn't. I, I wasn't the same player that I was the season before. I mean, at the end of that second season in the Premier League, I signed a contract, <clears throat> went away, come back for pre-season, and um, I just my ankle wasn't right. And because yeah. I, I got a kick actually the season before at Liverpool when we won one nil, and I I was in fact I was on crutches for a couple of days after, and then I shook it off and I played for the rest of the season. Um, and then I don't know the rest in the summer. I come back and I just couldn't. I couldn't run. Yeah. I, I was like, I, and I done all pre-season trying to get through it, and it was in so much pain. Um, and at the end, of, I think I was on the bench for the first game of the season. I might have played a cup game at Northampton, and I was like to, to the physio, I need to see someone. So you, had X-rays, scans, and um, ended up having a surgery. Yeah, you couldn't really affect it. But what about the? You were still in around it, the, the yeah. dressing room. We've had many guests on about yeah. the divide in the dressing room, the atmosphere coming in. Was that very evident, even though you weren't part of it or not? Uh, I wouldn't say. I just think results affect everything. Like, So if you're winning, great, everyone gets on, everyone. As soon as you start losing, then cracks start the to cracks, appear. Yeah. And, um, you know, it just, it it was, it was, it was just horrible. Like, you know, you, you, you don't go out not wanting to win, you don't. 
and when things are going against you and then the fans are getting angry and everyone's getting angry and you just you can't buy a win and you, and you lose to West Brom in the way we did which was awful and then we lose to Liverpool um it was just it was it was tough times um but it wasn't it wasn't for the want of trying um but for me personally I I just couldn't I couldn't I couldn't run I couldn't twist I couldn't but because I'm too honest and because I want to play yeah. I I want to play every game um, and that that was my downfall as well. And at the end of that season, obviously, I had the Euros as well, which I was aiming to try and get into. So I wanted to get as fit as quick as I possibly could. And I, I know the surgeon said to me, "You'll be back in three months." And after three months, um, I was like, "This don't feel right." But I've been told three months, so I'll just go and I'll get through it. And it'll get better. It'll get better. And it just never did. Really. Yeah. So after relegation, double relegation. Yeah. You find yourself in the, the bomb squad yeah. under Kenny Jacket. And talk to me, you've just said there about how honest you are. Yeah. You want to play every yeah, game. Yeah. Fantastic servant from the club. How do you react to being put in that? Well, originally, I think Kenny came in in his first day and he had a meeting with the whole squad. And after the meeting, he said, I want to see these players after. And it, I think it was Carl Henry, Wardy, Rog, Jamie O'Hara, I think Kevin Doyle, not sure. I want to stay behind. So... Um, they stayed behind and basically he said to them, we weren't part of that, he said, you're not going to be training, you're going to be, um, you're going to be training on your own, you're going to be out of the dressing room, etc." So originally I was in, uh, me, Stearman, Edo, from that sort of call, we were still in the, in the, in the group and then I had a meeting with um, Kenny and uh, he just said, how's it going? And he just wanted to you know, introduce himself and me introduce myself. Um, and he said, I said, look, I've been struggling with injury for the last season or two. And he said, no, don't worry. I know about it. We'll, we'll work with you. We'll give you days off, whatever you need, anything extra. I was like, great, fantastic. But in the end, um, I just couldn't get myself fit. And if I was the manager, I wouldn't, wouldn't have picked me to play. I wouldn't have picked me to be on the bench because I just couldn't, I couldn't do the things that I used to be able to do. So by, you know, I ended up fizzling into that group, but it wasn't, for oh, he's a bad egg or anything like that. It's just a frustration for me not to be able to because I really like Kenny Jacket. I like what he was about. He was like, he was straight to the point. He was quite a strict personality, um, but he liked to play football and uh, I just liked everything about him. And um, I was just a shame I couldn't, you know, play for play for him. Because uh, what did it mean to you <laughs> having that done? Because. The club had been a big part of your life, yeah. and and I know you, and I know you pretty well. And there is always there is a small group of fans, I think, that um, accuse you of um, laughing and yeah, smiling. I remember, yeah, Barnsley, wasn't it? Barnsley, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that, yeah. What do you say to that? I f and I remember seeing them comments actually, and um, and I was shocked by it. You know, I think I was, I was really struggling in that game, like physically. But again, because the person I am, I want to play. I want to do my best. And um, I, th I think they accused me of laughing, or, 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 or you might know better than me. But I just thought that's that's not me. That's not. And I know there was someone shouting at me as I was going down the tunnel, giving me abuse. Um, and I just thought I'm not, I'm not going to accept someone shouting it I'll, I'll, I'll shout something back to them that person uh, and that was it but as far as laughing and stuff like that um, no nah, that that wasn't 
whether it was taken wrongly or something hap- something else happened, I, I really don't know where that came from. But I did see them comments and I thought, no, that that's not me. Because did it hurt you? Yeah, that, that, that definitely hurt me. And it was more frustration than anything because um, yeah, it was just frustration of the way I can't physically do what I want to do, even though I want to... And you will have been there towards the end of your career. Yeah. You want to do things. And listen, that wasn't the end of my career. I was 28 or whatever I was, 27. Um, that should be the prime of my career. But really, it felt like I couldn't really move. But that is football, isn't it? So when you went into Group 3, yeah. Bomb Squad, as it was known, um, I mean, you've told me stories about literally you kind of turned up and played head tennis with yeah. Steve Hodge and Roger Johnson for a bit. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so we were in the group and then week by week a player would go on loan or a player would get transferred. And then in the end, I think it was me, Doyler and Rog left uh, and we had to come in the afternoon. The dome had just been built, and um, it was pretty sad, really, because I've I've gone from playing all them games and giving everything to all of a sudden playing head tennis. But I'm not stupid. I know how football goes, and certain things have to happen. But it was just it fizzled out in a sad way. Uh, and I, me and and then I think Doyle went to uh, I don't know if he went to QPR or someone Crystal Palace. I'm not sure. And it just ended up we, we just me and Roger just taking shots at an empty goal, um, uh, and and that was it. And no one, it didn't seem like anyone really cared too much about it. Um, it was just an unfortunate way it, way it fizzled out for me. And then I think I got a loan to uh, Blackpool. I got a couple of loans to Blackpool. Um, went there, tried my best, and uh, still wasn't fully fully right. But you just try and try and plug away with it and do as well as you can. Did you ever go to Kenny and say, look, I wasn't a troublemaker. I'm f- I am I think I can get fit. You included me beforehand. Let me back in. Uh, yeah, uh, th- there was a there was another pre-season where he got me back in again. He said, I'm going to give you another guy. And I trained all pre-season the following year. Um, and I got to the end of pre-season and um, he sort of changed his mind again. He said, no... <coughs> We're gonna. How did you feel? Where were your levels? Were you reaching? Were you getting back to? I was. No, I wasn't. Nowhere near it, really. Right. Nowhere near it. But I was. I was better than I was the year before. But I was still nowhere near it. Still nowhere near it. And that's the unfortunate thing, you know. Um, but that's that's football, as they say, isn't it? And then that's the way. That's the way it finished up for me. Yeah, not the way you wanted to. And definitely, you know, when you when you're a footballer, you think, well, I'm gonna have a. And do this. I'm gonna have a testimony. I'm gonna finish on a high, but no way. Like I just remember, um, I think I left. I, was, I signed for Copenhagen, didn't I, on loan? Because um, they realised I wasn't in the squad. Stoller <coughs> and I still kept in touch with him. Um, and I went there, and I just remember driving away um, from the training ground after being there for seven and a half years. And I just thought, well, that's it. There was no big. Do you know what I mean? Because it just fizzled out. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So the first four years of my career. At Wolves, absolutely loved. Next three and a half, it was just a down downward spiral, really. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm fortunate. I've, you, you know, you said at the start of the show, I've played over 200 games. Um, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Wish I, I wish I wish I'd played another 200, honestly, because I'd played 200 in about four four and a half years, yeah. um, and I felt 
that's the frustration for me because I felt like I had so much, um, so much more to give. And that, like I'm sure you will have, a lot of footballers go through it. You, you, you feel like you've got so much more to give, but you just it's not physically possible. You can't, you can't, you can't do it, and that's that's the way it goes. We're going to get into loads more on our extended podcast, which will be available to download and listen to from all the usual places. Just before we finish, this is our Christmas special, um, and people might be watching this on Christmas Day or Boxing Day or whatever. Um, when we did it last year with Matt Murray, uh, we got some stories of Christmas nights out, the players' Christmas parties. Oh, yeah. Now, I, th- I think I'm right in saying the lads this year ended up having their Christmas party in, like, October because we've had so many games. Right. What were you like on Christmas parties? Um, I was all right. Yeah, yeah. Steady, yeah. Steady. Put it away, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was good. One of those that you, the eyes would just glaze over, but glazed. Kev was just Kev, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah glazed over. I was good. I, I love Christmas dudes. Like, I love the... Um, getting. You know, we'd start talking about in about October, right, what are we doing, where are we going... Right, and there'd be a, there'd always be a vote in the dressing room. Right, who wants to go Glasgow? Who wants to go to Dublin? Who wants to go to London? Newcastle, Newcastle, and Dublin. Dublin was the yeah. two that I had here. Yeah, they were good. Um, and it, it's fancy fight. dress, fancy dress. Always, so let always. me give you a little story. Michael <laughs> Kiteley, fancy dress. <laughs> so we we we've said right, alphabet. You know, we're gonna we're gonna um, draw out letters, and whatever letter you draw out. You know, that's what you've got to go as. You've got to go as something beginning with that. So it's gone round to a few people. <laughs> Kites has pulled out the letter J, and um, he's gone J. What the hell am I going to go as as a J? And then he's gone. Oh, I know, a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> a giraffe. <laughs> Sorry, Kites. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And the other time, do you know the story about Shay? Olifanyana? No. Oh, oh, yes, 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 yeah. Yeah, Shay has been on. Came, yeah. And then talked about it, yeah, where he, he was in a full Zulu's outfit. Full Zulu outfit. Was and, it not uh, the wrong night? Is the wrong night. So the fancy dress was the, was the Sunday. We got there on the Saturday. We said, right, lads, let's go up, get into our like, going out gear, and just have a night out before the big day tomorrow. Sound. Coming down. Right, who's here? Who's not here? Uh, Shay's not here. We're at the bar in the reception so you can see the lift we're like where is he um all of a sudden the lift opens shay steps out size of shay by the way zulu big spear (laughs) 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 comes out the lift and we're like and then the thing is neil collins has gone to me he's gone by the way I'm not sure if that's his fancy dress or that's his going out gear, so I don't want to offend him. (laughs) 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 So he's like, I don't know if I should say to him because it might be his going out gear. (laughs) Thinking, well, he's not not carrying a spear out in town, is he? (laughs) Sure. Mate, it was a classic. Brilliant. Oh, dear. Wow. Absolutely. Um, there is loads more that we're going to talk about, including nights out between these two and plenty more, and including uh, Kevin Foley's time at Billa Ricky singing in the dressing room. We're going to try and get it out of him on the extended podcast. Make sure you download that uh, from all the usual places. Thank you very much for watching and listening to us this year, even with my croaky voice on this episode. Have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. The Old Gold Club, powered by Blythe Group, official partner of Wolverhampton Wanderers. That was the show on with the podcast.
Let's do it. My voice is terrible today, isn't it? It's not too bad. Yeah, no, it's terrible. Let's take it easy, mate. It's terrible. Um, should we do the rundown? We'll, yeah, we'll get straight into it then. Yeah. Uh, right, best player that you played with at Wolves, Kev? Um, oh, best player I played with at Wolves. Um, that's a good good question. It's called the rundown. Cause yeah, it's all right. Quite, quite I'm going to go Carl Henry. Ah, good one. What's training at the Oh, hang on. Yeah, go on. Best player that you played with at Wolves was Carl Henry. I mean, I'm not knocking Carl. Well, I guess I am knocking yes, Carl Henry. But Carl Henry Did was. Did you the say train best. or played? Played. Played with, yeah. He, come, he comes to my mind straight away just all right, for. Fair enough. All well, around play. That's me. harsh. So, I've never You've seen this. Got, because, yeah, I mean, Carl, Carl was a good player. But, it's not your rundown. But who, no, but who, like, who, I, I want him to back this up. Well, why, I Carl? just. I, I, like I, I technically, and I've heard you say this on this show before. He he's a lot better than sometimes what he shows in games. He's got a, he's got more in the locker going yeah. forward and things like that. Even finishing, yeah, one of the best finishers he was. But comes I said to, this to you before. Comes to a game, and he, to be fair, he used to choke his finishes, didn't he? Drag them. <laughs> he never used to take them. He used to just he'd always just pass away. He'd rather, yeah, he'd rather pass just to someone. Just keep the ball, yeah. Um, he, he knew it himself. Honestly, all round player, strong, um, technically left and right foot, um, you know. Yep, totally agree. Right. Worst trainer at the club? Worst trainer? Ooh. Um, <coughs> Silver, a little bit, comes to mind. So do you, Looms, actually. Baby Silver. Baby Silver. Silver used to not, um, you know, want to do anything before half ten, ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> the biggest mourner at Wolves? Jeez. Um, uh, Carl. Yeah, I was waiting. I'm surprised that took so long. Silver's a right? moaner as well. Massive yeah, moaner. but... If the ball isn't to his feet, he just gives you this look. Remember Shadow Gladiators? <laughs> yeah. Just look at you. And I'd be like, Silver, man, just move, get it. It's, it's a yard next to you. Uh, who was your best friend at Wolves? Best friend. Um, God, I had lots of good friends. Neil Collins, I was tight with. Jeez, um, uh, Carl. Silv. Um, I was tight with all of them. Uh, best and worst dress sense? Best, worst dress since Stephen Hunt by mile. He had a dress off with Silver once and he lost. Um, best, uh, Looms. You were you were you were quite good, weren't you? You were you were decent. Um, who else springs to mind? Keems. Keems was always decent. Yeah, Kate's. Kate's always tr- what he tried hard. Steers. Steers. Surely. Steers. Steers was quite good. Steers is he had he had the mullet though at times, didn't he? Then he wore some Uggs and things. Uggs, yeah, he wore Uggs and Uggs and which is probably uh, is killed him. Uggs. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, who was the funniest player that you played with? The funniest player at Wolves, obviously. Yeah. Um, Neil Collins was good for banter. He always had a bit of banter and tricks and stuff like that. So, did I tell you what what he done when? This is, we'll do this after the rundown, right. actually. Yeah. Uh, the best uh, manager you worked for? Uh, Mick McCarthy. Yep. Uh, what was the best goal that you scored um, for Wolves? Probably my f- my first goal uh, against Norwich. I think you got knocked. I was back with Mickey Gray for a corner. Got knocked out probably about 40 yards from goal. Chested it, kneed it, <coughs> gone past a couple of players. I'm making it sound better than it actually was. It's unbelievable. Um, and then I've... I, I, and I, I never used to zing balls and I've just zinged it from the edge of the box into the far corner 
Um, goalies dive for it. I don't know why he was diving for it. <laughs> good celebration. But no, it was good. good. Yeah, I just I ran. I was just so it was one of my first games, and I I think Jay Boffer was sub, and I just ran down the side and just jumped on him like a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Uh, what was the best uh, best game that you were involved in? Um, best game I was involved in. I've got to say um, Liverpool away when we won one nil. Sporting. And what's your proudest moment, at Wolves? Uh, again, probably Liverpool away being a captain. Uh, winning 1-0 no, spot on um, one of the things that we always ask uh, guys of your era when they get on because uh, speaking of Carl Henry he kind of started it off is the the idea that the 2009 team doesn't get the recognition it deserves Steers agreed um who Kites. else have we had on? Kites as well. Kites, uh, Kites episode is coming up soon, by the way. We will get that episode out at some point. Um, but yeah, I know he's got a similar view. It's a little spoiler. Uh, and uh, but yeah, I mean, we've had quite a few on and everybody, apart from Loom, seems Was to have Was it something this that you were aware of? To be honest, I, I, and I'm good friends with Carl and he, and he speaks about it, but it's not something I'm looking for. I'm not looking for recognition no. for, uh, at the time I'm not looking, and I'm not looking for it now. And, you know, what's, what was done was done, and it was yeah. a great, a great time. What I don't know. See, I've got, to, I've got to kind of. I'm similar to the way that Kev's thinking. I think Carl, because he was a local boy, and he was in and around it, he knew what the community was. And it's yeah, it was it was a, an amazing achievement, but it was it was amazing times, wasn't it? You know, yeah, we all good, yeah. we all kind of achieved our dream, you know, to to get to the the top league and and like you say, stay there as well. Yeah. So it was no. Nah. Right, Neil Collins. Oh yeah, Neil Collins. I told. I think I'm, I'm not sure if I've said this. So I, I it was before one of this uh, Craig Levine had just became manager, at uh, at uh, at Scotland, and uh, I got uh, there was a, a a hoax. Some Scottish comedian that's that does a great Craig Levine. Uh, remember this? Oh, and he's, yeah, he's yeah, called yeah. me up and I've had to do an interview. Oh yeah, well, yeah. I when to, you... So I got a call from the I got a call from the club uh, on another occasion. And it was, uh, yeah, you're going to, the Scottish, what did they do an interview with you? And I went, right, not a problem. So, number withheld number calls, I answer it, and I'm going through this. It was a, honestly, it was like a 10 minute interview. It was unbelievable. Questions were brilliant. And then also, at the end of it, <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> I just, you hear some laughing in the background. And I thought, oh, right. And it was when Neil had went to Preston, and it was Neil Meller that was doing the interview. Right. And obviously they're away in the hotel for a night. And it was it was uh, Scottish. So I've I've spoke to the the SFA. I wanted to get him back. I wanted to put his name on a, the, the next Scotland squad. Get the get him to send it over. <laughs> I took it to all levels. But then when I ran it past Carl Henry and things, yeah. they said, nah, you can't, because he's so patriotic, oh, Scottish, yeah. isn't he? Oh. And if he got into a Scotland squad, honest, he's, he's been flown in to one of the B squads that I was in. I don't know. I wasn't in one of the, the main squads, but you know how he loves his country, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. And Carl went, I think that's taken it. That could get a... A, a bad reaction right. if he, you know what I mean if you yeah, think you're yeah. in you'll tell all family friends yeah. all of a sudden it's just a, an, an essay feed but so, I've, I've, I had it all printed mate I really had, have you had, confessed this to Neil does he know oh, he doesn't now? know it was good. I was going to take it that far right but, he's uh, going to listen to this yeah, now I'll you'll think. have to right. tell him but uh, he's no good banter it's got a good, good yeah, guy he was, he was genuine good guy good banter always um, talking of good banter your, we've got to talk about your time at Billericay. Yeah, that was banter. Come on. <laughs> Good banter. Give us a tune as well. So, Jermaine Pennant and Jamie O'Hara had gone yeah, there. Yeah. And then Paul you Kinchesky signed. Paul as well. Paul Kinchesky. Yeah. And I remember phoning you 
after Sky, Sky Sports News did a feature on it and they were in the dressing room because you had to sing Art Kelly, The World's Greatest. Yeah, yeah. And they, they pan around the dressing room as all the players are singing it and you've never seen someone look as embarrassed as Kev did in this circle <laughs> having to sing this song. You know what? It? And I, I've given you so much stick on Yeah, this. you have. You hammered me. But you know what? I knew they were in there. So what he used to get us to do was uh, get in a huddle and um, it was... It was embarrassing. The first time I'd done it, it was embarrassing. But then every time a new player would come, you'd just be looking at a new player going, player cam basically on him. And um, But then this one day, um, the, the, the cameras come in and I thought, right, they're in. And he stood up on the bench behind, you know, the dressing room. And I thought, right, I know what I'm doing here. I'm going to get in under the camera. So he's above my head looking at everyone else. Yeah, so I thought I'm not going to get on camera. Then the cameraman sneaky starts shifting around the room. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just behind someone like pretending not to see <laughs> but it was uh, it was it was strange it was a funny time it was a funny time was it that one that uh, when Jimmy Bullard was manager yeah yeah and Leatherhead he, <laughs> he got them all singing after the game yeah the same song he had it blaring <laughs> that was before I got there but listen to this right no banter like there was good lads there and it, it the, the football was actually believe it or not taken seriously and we we won some trophies but um, when oh, I forgot what I was going to say there when uh, oh, I've lost it means it was a lie Kev no no Kev. It, it wasn't a lie but it, like it's it's bonkers because you taught, you used to have to get a drive down with Jermaine Pennant. Yeah, we used to drive. We used to meet at the all Belfry. the way to Billericay yeah, yeah, for, for training. training once once or twice once a week, and then um, play on a play on a Saturday. Um, What's wrong with that? It was well, just such a long journey. Yeah, we done it from I done it to Watford for two years, five years. Surely from, you got like from, you stayed in a hotel, didn't you? You stay in a hotel, but me, John Eustace, Carl Henry. No, no, me, John Eustace. Carl Dickinson, Troy Deeney, used to, that was a car school, you know what I mean? So, part and parcel, isn't it? Mm. So Jamie rang me up in the summer and I'd just left Coventry and I was thinking about like, just calling it a day because I, I really couldn't train every day, I was struggling. Call me up and he said, what are you doing next year? You fancy coming down? And I was like, no way, no, no chance, I'm not going there. And then I thought, actually, you know what? If I train once a week and play, I might feel all right. Uh, went down there literally on a Saturday I think we had a game against um, Leighton Orient or someone like a pre-season friendly. So I just thought, I'll just play in that and see how it goes. Played in it, done fine. But before the game, the, the Glenn Tampany come in with uh, this big boombox thing and he put it in the middle. He was like, right, lads, here we go. And I was like, what's this? He goes, we sing. I thought, I said, I thought you only done that for the cup final. He said, no, we do it for every game, pre-season game. And I was like, what is going on? What the hell is going on? And then like, I signed a week later. <laughs> but um, that is funny. Like, good set of lads down there. There's still, I think he's left there, Glenn Tamplin, but Jamie's the... Yeah, he's taking over somewhere else Jamie's now. the manager there now. Um, full on, full on. Jamie's like in at the deep end there, doing his bit with... Um, he's doing media and stuff like yeah. that. He's doing really well, actually. Do you know the words in that, yeah? No. I used to forget. Do you want me to get the words up for you? Give us a wee bit. Uh, we didn't sing this bit. <laughs> oh, do you not sing the full song? Yeah, but not... Uh, the world. <laughs> like, I'm going to sing it. Well, then. Ah. Why? Because I used to mime it anyway. I used to mime it. Well, mime it then. No. 
<laughs> Unless you pay me a weekly wage, I'm not miming it. <laughs> so you never sang it at Leighton Orient then? Uh, yeah, did you? Remember, you had yeah, your contract. That, that was my trial, wasn't it? It was my singing trial. Oh, right. Got through it okay, and I thought, yeah, he's, he's got not a bad so voice. he's changed, he wants paying to stuff me. now. He, he used to come and do stuff for a Nando's, and that yeah, was but, it. Yeah, but that's still getting paid some, in some form. I'll take a Nando's yeah, I mean, today, by the way. I'll take a Nando's something? today. Yeah, this I, is the thing, right? I like because we we did some stuff. Kev came and met me in Coventry when I did some oh, yeah, work yeah. on BBC there, and uh, I took him for a Nando's and stuff, and it became our thing. And then Sylvan got involved. Sylvan didn't have to take the Mickey, didn't he? If you're buying like, because Kev will come in and Kev will like, yeah, I'll just standard have, like, meal, uh, yeah, yeah, standard, standard meal. meal. Sylvan's adding all sorts of sides onto it. It's like he's not eating for a week, and he's like, and he's straight up. Sylvan's like. You're paying, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So sides with a side. That's what it is. <laughs> How did he get involved? How did Solve just find themselves getting involved? Well, we um we once got Kev Foley and Sylvan in to film oh, yeah, a feature yeah. um in the dressing room at Molyneux. Uh with like about four cameras, maybe the biggest thing that we'd ever attempted to do at the time. In hindsight, it was too big. Cause all we had in the video department at the time was Yanni on his own. So no one has ever seen the footage of that. We filmed for like two hours. Yeah, I remember that. Like we, good banter, There was all sorts of stuff that went on. Did in you that put thing. you put a bit of it out, didn't you? I think yeah, there was a tiny bit. Yeah. There was a bit about Sylvan Tomac's goal, wasn't there? Yeah. His Charlton. At Charlton, yeah, that was a good goal. Yeah. That was a very good goal. But um one day we might might, Yanni, might be able to see some of that footage. Oh yeah. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what footage? Which one? Uh, that we recorded in the dressing room. Not of you at Nando's. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that'd be good, yeah. That footage just for something else. Okay, yeah. Um, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you, mate. I've yeah. loved it, honestly. Loved it. Loved the show as well. Love listening. Um, and Great to be on. And thank you for helping us start this off. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that. <laughs> and good luck, mate. And is it is it is this gonna keep going? Is this Who knows? Yeah. It's good. It's brilliant, isn't it? Well, this room, you need you need a you need a radiator for this room. Yeah. They just the boys are Oh just, it's it's next to the boys. We'll get you on there. We'll get you on next. I've got, I think uh, Josh, yeah, you can just come set everything up. And I've got mate, I've got four of us will just have a little bit. I've get got that out. I can't even Christmas special. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to The Old Gold Club, powered by Blythe Group. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review and rating from wherever you get your podcasts. Our official broadcast partner, Blythe Group, are currently recruiting for multi-skilled and single trades for both the insurance repair and construction sectors, working across their three offices, Wolverhampton, Maidenhead and Manchester. To find out more, visit theblythegroup.co.uk slash careers. Wolves TV, the home of live uninterrupted radio commentary of every single Wolves game. But that's not all. Wolves TV also brings you extended and alternative match highlights, interviews with the team, behind-the-scenes features and training coverage, plus see every goal Wolves score from every angle. So check out Wolves TV online at wolves.co.uk or on the move via the Wolves app.